Greetings and welcome to the Game Club Review for September 2021. If you missed the shenanigans last weekend, then we officially announced a bunch of new stuff for the cross players. Please go and check out our new website at thecrossplayers.com and a bunch of brand new tiers on Patreon, including that £15 tier where we will send you a cross players t-shirt in your first month. So please go to patreon.com forward slash thecrossplayers to join and thank you to all our patrons for all your support. It really means a lot to us. Me being the rookie that I am, I forgot to introduce myself just then, so my name is Jason, um, if you didn't already guess, and we do have two lovely gentlemen, 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 to <laughs> joining me um, to discuss the games of September, and the first, please welcome the lovely Alex, how are you doing mate? Hello, I'm very, very well, I'm looking forward to this, giving I pick three of the games. Oh God. Got that in straight away. I was gonna say, already setting his stall out right there. I know. He's never let this go, even though he only chose two, really. Did I come with three picks to the playlist podcast? You did come with three picks. It just so happened (laughs) it just so happened that one of the picks was also in the Discord vote. So it doesn't count, Alex. Doesn't count. I'm putting my foot down on this one. Okay. Um, and as you can just hear there, we're also joined by one of our lovely patrons, and that is Luke. How you doing, mate? Very well, thank you, and uh, cheers for the invite on. No worries. Um, I've noticed that you've been uh, quite active in the Game Club games this month, mm-hmm. so I thought it would be uh, um, a good opportunity for you to come on and uh, discuss what you thought of them. Yeah, more than uh, more than happy to come on. And uh, yeah, normally I'm about two months behind on them, but uh, for once I was actually on top on top draw with them. Yes, so uh, I'm quite quite intrigued to hear your thoughts on these games. And these games are, you know, some top-notch quality games. So this is why it's going to be quite a tough choice, uh, to quite a tough game of the month choice this time. So before we do get into the games, um, I just want to say that uh, with the relaunch brought the demise of the game club. But, of course, we have a suitable replacement, and that is the Playlist podcast Uh, the launch episode is now out and you can find it on its own dedicated feed which is now live on all of the major podcasting services and apps i shall put a link in the show notes to the anchor page but please go and subscribe so you don't miss any of the playlist action Um, we do have a playlist episode already recorded for october and that will be out on the 14th and we do have a very special guest on that one so please don't miss out just so, build, building that excitement straight from the mm-hmm. off well played absolutely um and it's a really good episode it was uh it was really interesting and I, i'd like to say more but i want it to be a little bit of a surprise for the listeners so um yeah keeping keep an eye out for that one and uh yeah let me know your thoughts after you've heard it so uh the the four games a uh, little recap that we had for september were hellblade um, Hades, Portal 2 and Pikuniku. The first game I want us to start with is probably one of the more heavier games that we, we played in this month and that was Hellblade. How did you get on with this one, Alex? Hellblade is one of those ones that I had been wanting to play for a long time and it kind of sat on that list of games to start and I really needed an excuse to play it and I thought, right, okay, it's in Game Club, here we go. And or was it worth the wait? I thought this game was absolutely fantastic. I've never played 
a game where the the use of sound has been done in such a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think I'd imagine we'll probably all agree on this, but that's really where it stands out. I mean, that to, to kind of represent the psychosis in that way and to have those voices kind of guiding you on and or putting you off or just there and feeling them in your head and how that came through the headset and how that really made the atmosphere of the game um, was just incredible. And I'm not sure one of the things that I did end up doing with this game, which is not something I tend to do that often because I usually kind of finish the game and move on, I did sit and kind of go through the kind of added content within it and there was a making of documentary of how they made the game and how they kind of captured the sound and how they researched the topics and of, mm-hmm. around the kind of mental health aspects of it and it was incredibly interesting the approach that they took to this game and it really it paid dividends in how much detail and how much care they took to what the product ended up being um you could see that you could you could see the amount of attention to detail that they put into yeah. that game, um, and and the the way that they were, you you could yeah you could all, it also came out to you that how much uh, care they had in this subject. Yeah, they definitely did. You could, I think, it has been praised in quite a lot of ways around how it approached the subject of psychosis. Um, mm-hmm a lot better than many other games have done it and how it does kind of give that almost true representation of it and, and it's you feel that right from the very off like when you, you're kind of trying to obviously it's a lo- almost a little bit off-putting when you first start the game and you're a little bit like your kind of head's going and you're like what's going on here and it takes you like maybe a kind of 10 minutes to kind of get used to what's going on as you're going to maybe kind of start in that first where you're going to get it into the boat and sailing, kind of starting the game off. And then once you settle into it and you kind of understand what it's trying to do, mm-hmm. I think it really comes into its own. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, psychosis is something that I'm, I'm not overly familiar with. Um, and the, um, the problems that it brings to people. So even though this was, um, a really well-made game. Just just bringing these um, points across to people that didn't know much about it, I think, was really important. And mm. um, I'm, I'm glad I played it just just for that reason alone. Just to make it just made me more aware mm-hmm. of of what this problem brings to people, and I'm very thankful for that. Well, I was just going to say, I think, you know, to your point of the the boat as you're slowly going in and you're only just getting a few of the voices to start with and you just picked up exactly on the right word, Jason, it just makes you aware and mm-hmm. it just puts you on edge straight away. Yeah. And, and I think it's just that it, it's just almost teaching you and, and making you a bit more heightened in, in what you're being aware of. Um, as you go through the game and it that that's a brilliant thing to just you know pull out just through one medium literally through sound you know yeah. it doesn't really have anything to do with the gameplay or the story um it's it's just that deployment of of how they've done that sound that just brings that to yeah. life that i think you know you just you'll probably never see again i know they're making a sequel but mm-hmm. is it going to be as good as that i don't know and yeah it's just definitely um very eye-opening 
Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly widened my eyes when I started the game and you started getting the voices from one ear to the other through your headphones. Um, but it was so apparent. You know, like you, you play games before and you may, you may notice it or you, or you get it in a headphone, but they, they've really made it stand out that this yeah. that they wanted the sound to try to be, to, to, to be enveloping you all, 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 all directions of your head and space. So you really got that effect of hearing these voices as if they were in your own head. Um, and that was remarkable, really. Yeah. I think particularly in combat, I found it quite... Um, engrossing almost and it was that whole mm. oh you're never going to do it you're never going to win you're, yeah, you're yeah. going to die just give in die yeah. die and I think to have that kind of in your head as you're trying to because I mean that was probably to the, in the other side of it the combat at the beginning it felt very clunky and I think as you yeah. got a bit more used to it, it was the gameplay is probably the weakest aspect of this game but I don't think it distracts from anything but it was such a it is using sound as that medium to totally give almost that kind of fourth dimension to the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you say the gameplay is the weakest bit of it. And I think that's probably doing a bit injustice, isn't it? Because it's not the weakest bit. It's just probably tried and tested. You know, it's a fairly yeah. simple combat mechanism. The puzzles, you know, are, you know, very repeatable. And, you know, you kind of get the swing of them very quickly. But that's, you know, it's fairly run of run of the mill and nothing there stands out and i think that you probably you know if you sit there and reflect actually as mechanics go it's fine it's just that other bits of the game just stand out so high and so amazing that you go oh well i've got to get through that combat bit you know that combat Mm -hmm. bit next but but actually it's because of everything else that you're kind of saying well in any other game, I'd be okay with doing this combat, but you almost want to rush through it because you want to get to that next bit where actually, you know, you see that, hear those voices and you kind of see everything develop. And um, I think that's testament to the sound that it makes the decent stuff mm-hmm. look less than decent, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because uh, I, I think that's a very fair point because I think saying weakest is probably it does do it a disservice because it wasn't weak. I think it is because everything else stood out so much because even in terms of the motion capture and also um, I'd played this just after the Series X update had come out and, and it's, it's stunning like for a game that's now a few years old and to be made by basically an indie studio at the time I mean I know they're now owned by Microsoft but I mean it wouldn't have been a huge budget on this game and the time that they've taken to spend on it and the product that they've ended up with that's incredible um, and it was just it's one of those that it's just the experience that you'll remember you will remember yeah. playing sure. this game but I, I do agree also to your point Luke that although I can't wait to play the next game you you do have that little bit of is it going to have that same impact I mean mm-hmm. how are they going to can I make that impact even Hard to can explain, but how are they going to make it different and stand out? Or do they need to make it different? But you're never going to get that first experience again of kind of hearing those voices. It's going to be a really tough balance for them. I know we're not here to talk about games in the future, but it'd be a very tough balance to say, well, just do we do the same again, but employ, I don't know, the better power of the, you know, 
the next generation of consoles, the PS5, the Xbox Series X? And do we just, you know, start to, I don't know, level the game? So actually we make, like you say, the motion capture, the graphics, the storytelling, you know, bring those up to the sound or mm-hmm. do they do something completely different? I mean, you know, just because it's the same people doesn't mean they have to tell the same issue. So, you know, whether they actually want to stay around that psychosis bit or actually, you know, tell something different and actually, you know, be clever and imaginative that they've done with the sound here and do something different on that that second game. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, um, I mean, you mentioned some things there that um, I kind of agree with, one being the visuals of Hellblade. I mean, I was playing on just a, a, a full HD TV. I mean, no 4K or anything like that. But the um, the game still looked uh, beautiful through that screen. Mm. So I, I hate to know, well, I'd love to know really how it came out in in like a 4K screen. Um, and so is, uh, it, is it is it worth saying, so Alex? Did you so you've got Series X? What were you playing on, Jason? The S. So I was playing on the Switch. Okay, so. that's interesting. So we we all kind of played on something slightly different. So, mm-hmm. and, and and how did you find the performance of the game on the Switch, Luke? Do you know what? I, that's the reason why I asked because I, I would absolutely love to play it on the Series X. I'm sure that graphics are absolutely amazing. Uh-huh. And I I thought to myself, well, I bought it on Switch when it was on sale. Been waiting for ages to play it. Yep. This was obviously a prime opportunity. And I thought to myself, well, you know, it's obviously going to be a downgrade. But you know what? It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I played kind of, so I'm about two thirds of the way through the game. So I think I've played about a third docked and a third actually handheld. Um, and yeah, it's it's not going to stand up against, you know, Series S or X. But, um, you know, as a game on a Nintendo Switch, which is a portable console, yeah, uh, it was absolutely fine. You know, load times, you know, absolutely zero. Yeah, um, and it just felt smooth and fluid the whole way through. Um, I was really, really impressed. That's great to hear. Um, it's a shame that some other games can't match that experience on the Switch, but um, yeah, it's great to hear that they managed to 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 make that game run so nicely on there. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Um, and you mentioned about the gameplay, but like the puzzles that that were involved in Hellblade, um, and and I liked the puzzles where you had to kind of find the symbol that was shown on the door hidden in in the area that you was in. Um, but I do feel like they probably leaned on that a bit too much. It would have been nice, I think, maybe if it, they could have come up with something a bit slightly different. It was just it was just a little bit repetitive in yeah. kind of almost go here, find the door puzzle, go to the next bit, yeah. you know, have a kind of mini boss, don't you? And then you kind of rinse and repeat a little bit um, throughout the game. Yeah, I would probably agree. I, I do like those type of bits, though, because it is a bit yeah. mind bendy. So, yeah. you know, I think there were quite a few times where I thought, I'm sure I'm in the right place and I'm mm-hmm. looking at the right thing, but I just you know, wasn't approaching it in the right manner or something to be able to do it. So, um, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad puzzle, but I think, I think you're probably right. Um, they definitely could do with coming up with, um, a few, few different variations of, of the kind of puzzle piece of the game. Yeah. Yeah. 
some of the other ones they put in it were really quite good. I really, the illusion puzzles were pretty good when you yeah. when you were going through the different gateways yes. and then different parts of the yeah, environment like would that appear and disappear. That, that was really good and kind of working out, right, do I need to go through this one and then that one and what order to go through them in and what you needed to do for each one. So did I think if they'd have used maybe a bit more of that and a bit more variety through it rather than mm. like the door puzzles all being based on finding those symbols, which again, can understand why that was how it was, but... I think a little more variety would definitely have done it good. A bit more, yeah. Um, yeah, you mentioned those gates. I mean, and I think the first time I came across these gates, I didn't really know what they were there for and what they were doing. And I spent quite a lot of time just scratching my head over it. I, I probably missed something where they told me uh, what to do and everything. But uh, I finally got there in the end. And uh, it was it's it was it was a really good way of of giving you a puzzle i really did like that aspect more more so like you say than than the than trying to find the symbol in the area although saying that again that that puzzled as well they were very ingenious in how they hid those symbols mm-hmm. um and then when you did finally figure it out you know you i did smile a little bit on the fact on how clever they were to to, to hide that in in those certain ways it was it was definitely um a highlight so although i'm saying that i think they leaned on it too much but they that that puzzle aspect did bring quite um an interesting aspect to it as well mm-hmm. so kind of contradicting myself both ways think, but th- it, you know it's I, a hard one to call yeah. and you're setting yourself up for you know game time so i think if you sit there and said well you know if they if they used more of this in say a a 20 hour game versus a 10 hour game you know you suddenly start to say well actually that would get boring and i think there was just enough balance probably because of the length of the game if the game had been any longer then i think you would definitely need more mechanics in there you know more different gameplay pieces but um yeah i think it was just probably on that cusp of okay i'm at this you know i'm at one of these points again um although i'm at one of the gates where you're trying to do those find those bits and being chased at the same time I won't mm-hmm. say anymore mm-hmm. in case any anyone hasn't played it and <laughs> it's there's it's, it's a balance between trying to find the bits that you need to find and also crapping yourself running around <laughs> yeah. a very dark room um yeah. that uh, you have to kind of balance off yeah i mean there was that one bit in the game where you're walking around a dungeon or something and then you've got that glowing light chasing you mm. And mm. that was heavy. I was yeah. sweating. Yeah. So I was like, oh, God, this is so this is so edgy. It's I'm so like I don't know, so on edge playing it in certain places. But I mean that was the whole point, you know, trying mm. to bring the psychosis aspect to you and, mm. and what it's actually like. So um and I think one of the other bits that um you mentioned, Alex, was just on the combat. Um like you say, like when we first encountered an enemy that um that we had to fight i mean the the combat felt very different uh, and like you know i was just expecting just to go in and slash my sword and yeah that would be that but then i did that and then just died obviously um because where luke said like you just wanted to get through the combat so you could get to the next section and you you, you kind of wanted to rush it you you couldn't rush the combat in this game you, you had to take your time and pick your right moments to make sure that you um, defeated them instead of just rushing, you know, gung ho going in on that, and that took some time to learn the the different ways in which you had to do the combat. But I think I appreciated it 
as mm-hmm. I went through the game. And I think that was saying another good point to it. You know, it it was a learning curve, but then when you learned it, it was it felt good. Yeah. And no, I totally agree. It was far more an intricate system than I expected it to be. I think I was almost expecting right hit this button, even though I wouldn't be surprised if it was kind of more real time events. I know there kind of were summit points, but not as heavy as I expected it to be. Mm. Um, but I think that kind of did make it more enjoyable as you were going through and dealing with well, because it, it did feel at times like, oh, I do just need to get through this combat section to get to the next part and yep. kind of see how the story's going to turn out. But it did make it a bit more enjoyable to have a better combat system than you maybe expected. Um, almost to your detriment, I don't want to give too much of you, but towards the end. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit I did. like, can, I'm, no, what's going on here? And you just kind of keep going. And because you learn that, you get better at it. And then, mm-hmm. it, 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 oh. It. I, I think it's worth saying as well, to you know, to your point, Jason, in terms of, um, uh, you know, you just wanting to go in and hack and slash and get your way through. I think what one thing that's really key is it's a fighting mechanism that is befitting of the game, you know, mm-hmm. that actually piecing it all together, you know, they could have easily made it a bit more hack and slash, but actually the whole point of, you know, even in those moments where you have to fight, you still have to um, be a little bit calmer and be on mm-hmm. edge of what's happening around you, yeah. you know, and, and actually be thinking about those things. I think it just plays perfectly into the game. So, yeah, you, you it might not suit your fight style but mm. at the same time you know as a piece of an amazing game it, it, it's what it needs to be I yeah. think I mean I mean I think that's where most video games go is they, they kind of encourage you to be more gung-ho-y uh, with, with the combat and this game was just completely different and, and unexpected in that area um, and that made the game even more memorable for me yeah. in, in that aspect for that combat that the combat kind of stood alongside the audio for me in, in that sense because you you did have to learn, like I say, how to do it in this game and, and that on its own was just one of the strong points. Yeah, and you almost had to do it. You had to learn how to do it in the game with the voices mocking you as you were trying to learn. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Which added to it even more. I mean, I, I think I really appreciated, as I said earlier, the, the audio within the combat. I thought that was a really... Nice touch. Mm-hmm. It, it was a it was a good. They, they could have of, easily dropped it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to say, sorry. I was. It's a really good balance of um, making you second guess what you think you're going to do next. Yeah, and it's also yeah. a really good ploy of helping you out. So mm-hmm. actually, where you're coming up with someone, and you know, actually hearing a voice saying, oh, you, "You know, you're not going to get him like that," and you realise, "Oh no, it's that type of one where maybe I'm going to need to do." more blocks or more you know dives between his moves and that kind of stuff so it's a really interesting mix for the sound bit of the of the fights of yeah just being like oh no but I, you know your your finger's all ready to do that next move and all the sound is literally making you think that's the wrong thing to do mm-hmm. um and yeah that's a really good kind of balance i thought yeah and the, the voices kind of helped you in in the in, in the in the combat as well in some ways like if there was an enemy coming up behind you they, they would yes. kind of whisper in your ear you know watch out behind you or they're, they're behind um, something like that which made me ready to parry to yeah. to block the attack mm-hmm. um so yeah that that's it was just another strong point to the game 
Um, let me just read some of the uh, comments that we had on Discord about the game. Uh, Lewis rated this his third game of the month. He said, I didn't get a chance to go back to it after the first area, but really clever use of audio, uh, but the gameplay let it down for me. Tyler said that probably the most unique experience I've ever had in a game. Visually and sonically just absolutely breathtaking and an absolute fantastic story. Gameplay is a 6 out of 10, but everything else is an absolute 8 or 9. Truly unique and exceptional. Uh, Mark rated this as second game, second favourite game of the month. He said, the best audio in a game I have experienced. Slow gameplay, but solid. Looks fantastic on the Series X. And Eamon said that it is an incredibly unique and original game. Looks amazing. And how they managed to pull you in with the sound is absolutely captivating and terrifying. If they managed to fine tune the gameplay issues <coughs> excuse me, and puzzles for the sequel, it could be game of the year contender. Then we've all agreed with pretty much all of those comments. Yep. Except Lewis. He's in better for note. I, uh, I, I think to be fair, he just didn't give it enough time. Because I, I remember speaking to him at the time and it was probably the first section of the game was my least favourite as well. I think the, the fire section, I really didn't like that area. Um, once I was past that, I, I didn't not like it, but it certainly wasn't my favourite. And I think that was the one that he's done as well. And I think it definitely got better after that mm -hmm. you just need as as we said it took that little bit more time to understand the combat a little more time to kind of pick up in the controls and how you were going about it and understanding all the different mechanics that were at play so i think if, mm -hmm. well i think if he'd have given it or hopefully will give it a bit more sure. time and it'll click a bit more yeah. so. well, hopefully if he's listening and uh, he, he's heard our, our chat about it it, it might help him to uh, or encourage him to go back to it well, let's move on to our second game. Um, and the second game I would like us to talk about is Hades. Um, so um, f for me, Hades, uh, this time last year, I was all over Hades. Um, it just came out on the Switch. Uh, ben had, was trying to make us all buy it, and it worked for me. Um, but I, I kind of like a roguelike game. Uh, after Dead Cells, I'd played that for quite a long time. So uh, I was intrigued by this game, and I, and I just got quite obsessed with the game. Um, I never managed to get to Hades himself. No, sorry, I tell a lie. I managed to get to Hades a couple of times, but never managed to beat him. Um, and, I, and I went back to try again this month. Um, but I think some of the some of the Hades magic has kind of worn off on me. Um, and I, I'm not quite sure why. Uh, I just, I didn't feel as obsessed about it you know I didn't feel like I had to keep playing it this time around so mm. the magic had definitely worn off for me for this game I mean I'm not trying to knock the game in itself I mean it's still a, a, a great great game um, with some great combat and story in it um, but like I said because I think I played this last year coming back to it now I had just lost that little bit of edge for me um, Luke what did you what did, how did you find Hades so Hades is an interesting one. I think I bought it quite some time ago as well. Um, and I mean, the first thing to say, you know, it's a stunning game, isn't it? In terms yeah. of, you know, visuals, um, in terms of the uh, fight mechanics, it, it is brutal. It is hack and slash. It is fast and it's furious. Um, boss fights are 
you know really interesting while keeping that mecha mechanic going um, I loved watching the story unfold I've probably spent the least amount of time of of the ones played this month on it mm -hmm. um, and I think for me I struggle with it being a roguelike in the fact that I've beaten a boss and then you're making me rebeat that boss mm -hmm. and so you're either going to be one of those people that's happy doing that or not I think it's a real struggle to think oh, okay I've got to start from the beginning again and although you're improving yourself and, and moving yourself forward it, it does feel like you are having to go over old ground I think that's as one a, of the things I like about the roguelike is because you mm -hmm. see yourself getting stronger and you come up against these same big bosses um, and as you're getting stronger they get easier and I think that's where I get the satisfaction on that front mm -hmm. from yeah I think I struggled with it I have to say um, I could see it's visually great um, very much enjoyed the gameplay um, but yeah I think that was the bit that I struggled with the most about it um, it's just just having to go over that over and over again so I think I'm about is it three three worlds in so okay. two or three bosses beaten yeah um and yeah so you can definitely see um like you say you can see the curve improving you know it's, it's you know you suddenly get to a point where you go oh i can get to that end boss every single time and then you start saying mm -hmm. i can get to that second boss every single time and you can see yourself building but it then does mean that um on that next playthrough it feels like it the game gets longer and harder to play another playthrough um, because you know you're having to start right at that bottom mm -hmm. to, to move yourself back through. Yep, definitely. Um, Alex, how did you find Hades? Um, probably similar to the look. It's the one I played least, um, but I have spent maybe the last three or four nights giving it a good go. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy the gameplay. I like that kind of fast paste but what I've probably found is I'm too gung ho for it okay. because I'm very much like no I'm not going to hold back and wait for my hit and I'm not going to, I just want to hit and hit and hit and hit <laughs> and then before I know it I'm dead Um, but I, I have kind of picked up on it maybe I struggle with some of the weapons I haven't unlocked them all yet I think some of them I find far more difficult than the others and um, it's I'm still in that kind of getting to know it stage, understanding mm -hmm. what all the different is it boons and stuff yeah. represents, and it's good. Like it, when you find the right one in the combination, it's working. It's great, yeah. and you're enjoying it, and you're flying through it. But then you're like, you're playing it the next time, like, but I want that one. That one worked the last time. Why can't I have that again? And it's almost like a little bit frustrating. Um, it does look amazing. I'm playing it on the Series X again, and um, mm -hmm. I mean, just those colours really pop. I. Funny enough, seeing that picture that's been going around in Twitter today of the the Switch OLED compared yep. to the Switch version of it, and you can yeah, really see the colours kind of standing out in that. It? So I think it's going to look very good on that yeah. too. Um, and and as the kind of, I think I will keep going with it, and I am enjoying it, but I've probably not found the same hook as I expected to. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really not got its claws into me as much as I thought it would. I have got to the third world at Elysium, so mm -hmm. um, I really struggled with the first boss. No matter how much I tried, I just wasn't getting that quite right, so it did take me quite a few times to get past her. Um, but in terms of then into Asphodel, I kind of got through that first time. I was all right with that, and the boss there I was much better with. That one kind of made more sense to me, and it was easier kind of 
picking off all the kind of mini bosses to make sure I was getting him. Um, so that was good. But then, then you hit Elysium and you're like, oh my word, <laughs> it, it's that's a difficulty spike and a half, is it not? Um, sure. So, so I, I can understand. I just need to spend that bit more time, kind of building up the character and yeah. Um, getting a bit stronger for those later more yeah for yeah. Those, those later areas i mean in, in in that area um there's two enemies i hate with a passion um and i think that's one of the more common enemies that you find in there and that's the 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 humanoid guys that you kill but then they 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 turn into these little floating things don't yeah. they and then you've got yeah. to kill that as well and if you don't do that if you don't kill that second form then they come back to the first form um, from what I can remember, I'm sure I was right there. But so that an- annoyed me. And I tell you what, those little fucking chariot things that charge at you and oh, blow yeah, up, yeah. they can fucking go in the bin. I'm telling you, they piss me right off. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Do you know what? I was going to use that exact same phrase for the <laughs> second world where you, you're having to kind of bounce between bits of land because you get stuck in the yeah. fire and, oh, okay. and you end up losing life. Yeah. And that was, that was one of the bits for me where I was just like... Look, it's not my fault. This is too frantic. I can't help it. Stop taking yeah. my life away. Good on. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you you overcompensate on the dash, don't you? And then yeah. you, you kind of you're don't realise. Yeah, and it's only when you start seeing the glow and, and like your energy and like in that game, your health is so important that when you do something stupid like that, yeah. you do kick yourself quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you have to. Uh, yeah, there are points I think where I've done some runs and I've gone. It's almost pointless doing this run now because you suddenly go well I've lost like 30% of my mm-hmm. health and you're like well I know I'm not going to be able to beat that boss or get so far in it so you're kind of like oh okay I might have to come mm-hmm. out now mm-hmm. um, but but to your point Alex I think this is one of the games where I think weapons make so much of a difference mm-hmm. like having a weapon that matches your play style I know obviously like a lot of games do that you know obviously you've got you know, spears for someone who likes to kind of step back and obviously then you've got shorter range weapons and, and kind of bows and stuff. But yeah, I think I'm still at that phase where I kind of feel like I'm in between some of those. So I reckon once I probably unlock some better weapons, I'll probably be like, oh, okay, I've, I, it's that suits my play style. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think there's been plenty of games before where you, know, you just select a weapon, you make it as you know powerful as you can and you've thrash on through a game don't you but this is definitely one of those where if you want to be right in and amongst people and just hitting that you know hitting that hack button as much as possible then you've got to make sure you've got the right weapons of choice yeah i also find it very interesting that depending on the weapon you chose would depend on what enemies you faced as well because i did find like when i was using certain weapons i would wouldn't see many of the enemies i hadn't seen those chariots until i'd switched my weapon to the sword mm-hmm um, so I'd been using the bow and um, I hadn't seen the chariots at all for the four or five times I'd been into Elysium and um, until is, it, is Elysium the which whether it's Elysium or Asphodel I hadn't seen chariots until I then thought right I'm going to try and change my weapon and that was the first time I'd seen them so I thought that's a very that's interesting, interesting way that. to do that yeah I never really put that two and two together I mean like I think the last run I did this month was with the spear um, and I did come across those little fuckers. <laughs> um, you're you're really het up about it. I, I, I was going to say you can feel the passion yeah. and the burning desire just to like 
they're nearly as bad as those little floating skulls that you uh, you get in the first area. Um, but yeah, those mm. little chariots, little buggers. But um, and so I I encountered them with a, on a spear run as well. So that's quite interesting. You say that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I might be wrong, but that's certainly how it felt to me that it did depend what weapon you were using, mm-hmm. what enemies it then threw at you. But what the other mistake I kept making was I kept using all my keys to upgrade things in the mirror, and then I couldn't then unlock any more weapons because it's been okay. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I need to remember to leave some of them. For, See, but, that's, that, but that's a good bit, isn't it? In the sense that, um, so I'm, I, I'm probably doing the same thing at the moment where um, I'm using them more to unlock and power me up because I think that it will make it easier for me to get stuff on my playthroughs. Um, and I guess that just goes to kind of the beauty of the game, isn't it? You can kind of decide what's important to you in terms of how you level yourself up whether it's Mm. more of attack or actually you know you want to get different power-ups and um you know improve your health and all that kind of stuff it's a it's a decent balance that kind of power-up strategy yeah i mean and i think the weapons bring quite a different range of fighting into this game which makes mixes it up really nicely so you you do get a really varying uh, varying runs depending on which weapon you've got. And obviously you can upgrade the weapons as well, so they, they do different things as well. So there's a whole mixed bag of, of different options for you in this game, which really kind of um, stretches its longevity to not just be this one game that you're just rampaging through and you do it and then you go and put it put it away and finish with it. You know, There's so many different options for you to go back to and do. Um, it's just a matter of whether your interest sticks with it long enough. Yeah. Because, I mean, it is interesting enough as you're coming back and you're coming back into the house series and you're starting to have those conversations with all the characters yeah. and kind of trying to piece together the little bits of the story. And there is a story there. I can understand mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. some people would say there isn't. But there, there's definitely a, a story there. And I think as it goes on, that's just going to get more interesting. And then as well as then... Like earning the different currency and game currencies, I can't remember what they're actually called to upgrade. Like the the rooms that would appear to kind of give you more opportunities where you may, might find a room that you'll get life back in the middle of some of the runs, or mm-hmm. whether it's to for the um, shop to appear more. Um, so that's quite a good mechanic as well to to keep you going and to say right well this should make it a little bit easier for me again because I should be able to refill my life at a certain point in there now that I wasn't able to do before and you're kind of thinking it's all that balance and as you say of what's the right thing to spend this on so what's going to benefit me the most in that next run Mm. Um, and there's far more to it than you think at face value yeah Um, I mean you've got to uh, especially in the mirror you've really got to try and choose the right things to upgrade um, and have active in your runs uh, to, to make the most of, of those runs. Um, and I think that is probably one of the hardest balancing points of the game, is making sure you choose the right ones. Mm. Um, but um, have you two got anything else you want to say about Hades? No, I don't think so. And I think it, it, it's interesting, though, we have kind of maybe pulled a few critical points out of it but I think hopefully we all agree it is it is an amazing game it's, there's a reason why it's getting so many you know it's had so many plaudits um, oh, yeah. but it's it's definitely one that I think some games you know if you look at 
for example, Hellblade, you would just say to anyone, it doesn't really matter what you play, just play it because it's an experience. And whether you like it or hate it, you know, you should experience it. Mm-hmm. I think Hades is one of those where you go, that's an amazing indie game. Yeah. Um, but see if it's one for you. And I think yeah. that's 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 maybe the thing I would say, because if it's if it's your type of game, you will absolutely love it from start to finish. Um, but for others, it might just not hit all the right buttons for them. Um, may I, may I just uh, just say one one more thing about Hades, and that's just um, uh, just about the music of the game, and um, just how delightful it is, and how much it helps you in your runs to really like get you into the mood, in if, if that's the right word of of being in this world. Um, I really found that the music and the and the soundtrack just really helped to set the scene and and really. Um, made me more involved in the fighting um aspect of the game um i don't know if you two found that yeah i mean, I mean the music is is incredibly nice and it is yeah. that i don't know if it's the right word but for me but it, it kind of gets you in the zone you're almost yeah. like right okay the music's kind of ramping up now and i'm gonna and you're kind of getting into that rhythm and it, it definitely helps and i think this the soundtrack perfectly accompanies the gameplay i think is incredibly well put together yeah. It's okay. kind of like your gym playlist, isn't it? You know, you hear that music coming and you're kind of like, right, okay, I'm ready for this. I'm going to get, you know, and, and yeah, definitely the music is, is an integral part of it. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a soundtrack that's in my uh, Spotify and it, it does get a play every now and again. So, um, yeah, um, a very well polished game, very well written game. And um, again, that really didn't get any patches because of the way that uh, Supergiant made this game with the, the beta lasting so long. Um, and I think that speaks volumes on how the actual final game came. But yeah, Hades, um, some guys, some of the guys on Discord said about Hades, uh, starting with Lewis. He put this, surprisingly, at his number fourth <laughs> game. Um, and his comic was just, fuck Hades. I'm sick to death of hearing about it. <laughs> so moving on uh, Tyler said I'd call this the pinnacle of the modern era of indies and the perfection of the roguelike roguelite genre for me having played five or six of the best regarded ones out there truly brilliant and perfectly polished in pretty much every aspect as much or as little narrative as you want characters are brilliant and unique and amazingly written gameplay is tight varied Brilliantly designed and engaging like very little else. Cannot fault anything about this game. Easy 9 out of 10, maybe even 9.5. So um, very strong comments there from Tyler. Mark said he loved it. Addictive, frustrating, rewarding. One more turn vibe. The downside is Zagreus and his accent, mate. (laughs) I can can completely understand that actually now he said that. And Eamon said that he loved the con- the combat mechanics and especially how varied and different the power-ups are. Experimenting with different combos leaves every run feeling fresh and different. Great story too. So that's Hades. Um, so the next game that uh, I want us to talk about is uh, Portal 2. Alex, why don't you start on the uh, on this conversation of Portal 2? Yeah, Um Portal 2 I started in 2011 um, and it literally took me I think less than an hour to get past 
where I was when I got to in 2011. So that says a lot about how much of an effort I put in back in the day when this first came out. It was very much not of not a game for me at that time, but it's most definitely a game for me now. Um, I absolutely love this game, and I don't think there's much not to love about this game. Um, the writing, the story, the puzzles, the environment. Um, it ticks so many boxes and it's just such an enjoyable game. And the one thing I, I kind of felt quite a lot all the way through it is it really knows how to make you feel stupid. <laughs> it, because although the puzzles can be quite complex, yep. they're simple at the same time. Once you work it out, you're like, why did I not think that? Like, why did I not think to do that? Like, clearly that's what I needed to do there. Um, but just kind of playing through those kind of early levels and um, the voice acting in it's incredible. Like, Stephen Merchant is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, just brings so much to it. And I didn't appreciate, like, some of the other voices in it were also, like, well-known actors. Like, J.K. Simmons was Cave Johnson, like, kind of hearing some of his voices. And, like, obviously he's done quite a lot of games now and quite a big actor. And, like, you would never have thought back in the day that that was... Um, was who that was, but I didn't realise. I didn't realise yeah. that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Glados is obviously the star of the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, there's not many games that you'll play that you're going to end up carrying around a potato in the middle of it. Um, <laughs> that is true. Yeah. It, it just it, it this game deserves all the all the praise it got back in the day and more. I think my. My biggest regret at the moment about this game is obviously I kind of got it in the back door as a multiplayer game for the yeah. co-op aspect of it and we never managed to play co-op but yeah. getting through that campaign I really want to try the co-op levels because I think they will be incredibly well designed and knowing from you know, reading up on how it was designed that they were all if basically if there was any way at all that you could go through that co-op level on your own it was scrapped it had to make sure that you had to work together so mm. I think I really want to try it but I can't speak any higher of this game. It, it, it it's fantastic. Cool. So um, I so I have questions because I haven't played it. I'm okay. going to be honest. Three sure. out of four was as 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 good as I could manage <laughs> for for a game club month. But so I'm always interested when their game is so fundamentally built on the puzzles. So it's great to hear that it, the story and stuff. But I guess my question is, how many times did you reach for that? Did you reach for YouTube? Alex, how many times did you go? I'm just gonna have to Google that because I think I mean, that's the, that's the bit that always interests me with a puzzle game. It's does it make it frustrating enough that you just have to really concentrate and get through it, or does it just end up? Do do you hit that kind of curve where it suddenly goes, yeah, it's too complicated now. I don't get it. I'm just gonna have to Google them. There wasn't too much of that. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say I didn't have to Google <laughs> some of them because I did. I mean. I'm not going to sit and tell a lie, but I wouldn't say it was as much as maybe as I, as I expected from remembering playing it the first time. I think it's kind of, as I say, as you're more, you're sitting there and you're thinking about it and you try all the different things, because generally there's not that many different things you, you can try. You've mm-hmm. got maybe two or three things that you need to achieve in each of the areas to kind of unlock and kind of get the door to open and get through it so you know what you're focusing on and there's not too many things you can then do with that so it's almost a bit of trial and error of things you learn as you go on there's maybe where I probably found I had to do that as well as it maybe did something a little bit different and I'm like I've tried everything here what else am I possibly yeah. overlooking and it is maybe that one where you, there was one I remember where you had to basically kind of put 
make it so you jumped right out of the portal and it was changing the perspective that I hadn't done before to kind of propel you out and then but if you've done that once you then realise you can do it and I think it's just a couple of points where you've maybe not realised some of the mechanics that you can actually do and then when you when you understand all of the different mechanics you generally can work it out I um, reached for that YouTube guide Luke uh, a few times actually so uh, I'm not afraid to, to admit it um, there was some that I just was dumped um, and I just I just I just couldn't I just couldn't figure figure out what they wanted me to do to mm-hmm. to, to solve the puzzle. Um, but then what I tend to do with most games these days, if I do get stuck and I feel like I need to read or look look up a video about it, is just watch that first minute or so just to kickstart my yeah. Yeah. brain. That kind of set you on the right path rather yeah. than yeah. Um, and then I, I normally just stop and then are able to just kind of figure out on my own after that. But, um, and, and that did happen quite a lot in, in playing Portal 2, mm-hmm. but then there was one or two where I was just... <laughs> but, was like, but did you feel mm-hmm. like that was just certain levels where you went, I just, I just don't get this one. It wasn't yeah. like you hit, a, um, you hit a window or you hit a ceiling, sorry, where you just window doesn't work does it um but you hit a ceiling where you just kind of go right from this point in i'm literally reaching for youtube you know mm-hmm. if pretty much every single one post this point so it's literally just a right there are certain levels which my mind can't compute and then you you end up going oh, okay next level right oh yeah i've solved that one myself and then you move yeah. on and, yeah yeah i mean the majority i wouldn't say the majority but most of them uh, kind of managed by myself, but yeah, there were, like I said, there, there was just a few for me that the old grey matter just couldn't compute, unfortunately. Um, but that's a testament to the design of the game because yeah. um, of the way that the developers just created these puzzles with all this f- uh, physic mm. nonsense going on in, in the game in itself, um, and with the portals itself, you know, and combining the two together was just masterful. Um, I, I must say about Portal 2 that I think I preferred the smaller rooms to when they m- brought the game out into the bigger areas. Um, yeah. I, I, although I liked the bigger areas and the bigger puzzles, um, I think I struggled more with those than I did with the more self-contained smaller areas. Yeah. Um, and I was quite happy when the game kind of went back near near to the end of the game when they went back to the smaller puzzles so uh, yeah I, I think though it was quite it was quite well split because essentially you had that kind of you had the first third of the game where you were kind of learning learning the puzzle mechanics learning the portal gun because I mean a lot of people probably jumped into portal 2 that hadn't played portal mm-hmm. I know I did yeah me included um, so it's kind of learning that mechanic learning the guns learning the characters and getting a little bit of the story and kind of getting the main objectives and the kind of basic fundamentals and then you kind of got to the end of that first arc and you were then into the open world and a bit more kind of the outskirts of the facility and then that did a really good job I thought of teaching you the new mechanics of teaching you all about the gels and propulsion gels mm-hmm. um, and all the different uh, was, like, was a propulsion, it was three gels wasn't it? it was the blue one, the white yeah. one and the orange one I just can't remember what they're called but kind of teaching you how those work to then get back into the facility in the kind of final section of the game to put it all 
together so I thought mm-hmm. how it was structured in that way was very well done yeah um, and I agree the puzzles were probably more difficult in those open spaces because there was probably a bit more to think about and a bit more options but I always find probably to your point look there was never really that you had a ceiling I wouldn't say the puzzles got pr- progressively harder I would say they just varied and got a bit different mm-hmm. and they introduced more elements and it was just maybe joining a few more things together but I, I think it did a very good job at teaching you all as you were going so you were much more used of what you were trying to do with each of the different elements that you, your brain kind of worked better to put them together rather than it just making it more difficult. I think that's good to hear because I think that's the testament of a good puzzle game. I think, you know, just making it so that you can still get through a large swathe of the game. And like you say, you know, you need help here and there, but mm-hmm. you can get through it. I think I've played puzzle games before. Um, I think the last one I played was Bubba is You yeah. on the Switch. <clears throat> and there is a point where it just I just felt stupid and I just gave <laughs> up on the game. And I think that's probably a testament of a, <laughs> probably how bad I am at games, and I'm sure a lot of my friends would agree, but also just, um, yeah, how good a game is that it still keeps you hooked. Yeah. Um, you know, even if you just need that little helping hand, but, you know, you want to see it through to the end. I think that's the testament of a good puzzle game. Yeah, definitely. It. Um, I think with all the different mechanics that they put into the game, um, if you did figure it out without any help, it really did make you feel clever. And it also kind of made you appreciate how much work that the developers did put into creating the puzzles yeah. in itself and how they thought of these things up. I'll never know. Um, and I'd like to ask them one day. It'd be great to, to hear the the... the brainstorming sessions they probably had for this game um to create the puzzles but when when i when i was figuring out puzzles by myself i was going oh that's clever (laughs) um you know and oh if i did this and put this there and that there and then tried this i wonder if that will then get me to that point um and then obviously sometimes it didn't work but then a lot of the time it did yeah and uh like, like you said, I think that's all just testament down to just great design and, and great puzzles. Um, but like you, you mentioned the story as well, um, the story was very captivating as well. And I think that helped you to want to progress in the game and and um, complete the puzzles because you, you wanted to see what the story was going to do next because it was really interesting and the characters were very well written and... Um, you you kind of cared for them in some funny way, you know. You and yeah, just the whole combination together, it just made for a, a great game. And I kind of kick myself for the fact that I've waited this long to play the game. Yeah, uh, uh, it's exactly the same. I, I, I just felt when I got to the end, I was like, why did I not persevere with this back in the day? And I know why it was, just didn't persevere with any good games back in the day. It was very much like, oh, I'm stuck. Right, I'll go back and play. FIFA, or FIFA, or something <laughs> like that. It was, yeah. it was very much that kind of time. Um, but I, I think it, the story was captivating. It was incredibly well written. Um, the writers need to take a lot of credit for that. It was really, I think you, you need to experience the dialogue and the humour in it to kind yeah. of fully appreciate how well written it is. Um, and I think for kind of playing that kind of first person puzzle, I think having that silent protagonist as well because she never speaks or she never 
that she's just spoken at and still to kind of feel like it's a two-way conversation, even mm-hmm. though she's just being spoken at. Yeah. And the only peaks you ever see of her is if she's kind of peeking through the portals yeah. and you open the portals, the only time you actually can see yourself or yeah. your character. So, I mean, that all kind of added to it for me. Um, and I agree with your point as well. You do feel, you did feel fairly smart when you worked out some of the things, but mm-hmm. some of them you would look at, you would go into them and you're like, right, I need to do that, I need to do that, I need to do that. It was quite obvious. And other ones you're like, no. And you, you kind of stand for a couple of minutes and you're just like, Right, what's that going to do? And what's that going to do? And what's that going to do? And what's sure. that going to do? Yeah, and what would is... happen if I put this portal here, went through it, put a portal there, then went back through the other portal and did this, um, you know, and, and just the different combinations you could do. It was just quite endless. Yeah. But I think even when it made you feel stupid, it made you su- feel stupid probably in a more sarcastic way. <laughs> it, it, it was, was kind of, you still felt the, the kind of humour of it. You're like, for goodness sake, of course that was what I needed to do. Sure. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of you know the the best puzzle games are the ones that are staring you. The answer is staring you in the face. You just can't yeah. see it. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but I think I think after I, I mean the ending was. I mean I'm not going to go too much into it. Obviously I don't want to spoil it for anybody that may not have played it. But I mean it was uh, it was a great ending. I never saw yeah. that. I never saw it ending like that. Um, but uh, I kind of. After I finished it and the next day thinking about it, I was kind of thinking, I mean, I guess it's because it's Valve, but like, it's 10, what, 10 years now it's been out? Yeah. Well, why have we not got a three? I'd love to see a three. I think it would sell, but then it's the same with Half-Life, isn't it? I mean, if they made a a proper Half-Life 3 game, it would sell by the buckets. I mean, they're, they're sitting on millions of pounds, um to release those games that I mean I know Valve are not short of a penny or two but I mean if they created a Portal 3 or, or what I mean it would it would sell by the buckets wouldn't it yeah well you'd hope yeah. so well you'd, well you'd hope that they'd have maybe the um, gumption to embrace something new right so Portal 2 you talked about being like an amazing puzzle game first person shooter you know in that first person that why is there not a VR version do you know what I mean? Mm. Where you suddenly start going, actually, there's a lot of opportunities for them to make something, um, even if it wasn't a full game, some uh, you know, an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I bet like they've done with Half-Life Alex. That's a VR game, isn't it? Yeah. But I'd, I'd like to see a full proper sequel to these games. Um, but I mean, like I say, it's Valve. And they could do what they like, I think, so and get away with it. Games don't seem to be their focus really anymore. True, yeah. With Steam, I guess it's kind of killed that that off for them slightly. So, yeah, it's a shame because it's the game is so good and like everything we've said about it, and not to see it get progressed um, and just that franchise just sitting there. I know we had that what, Portal Builder thing on the Switch that came out, um, but I don't really know much about that game. I don't really know what you could do with it. Was it just building levels or building your own levels or something? So, so which one was that? Sorry, I missed the, was the it like bridge port- constructor. Yes, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's more a puzzle. It's a puzzle game based on having to build a bridge and it's just kind of, there's a few different ones of them. That I think there's like a Walking Dead one as well. It just kind of... Uh, um, they just leverage the IP just to yeah, kind so of on their game. 
okay. You, you essentially need to. I have played the bridge constructor, so what you need to do is surprise, surprise, build a bridge, but you need to make it strong enough for like the little robots to get through. Mm-hmm. But you do have things like you have the propulsion gels in it to jump over or to bounce or to um to do that, and you have the portal gun right. as well to to kind of place the portals. You don't have the gun, but you place the portals so. To kind of each level was a right how do I get from A to B essentially with these little um, I think you've got like 10 trucks or robots to get across but as I say uh, they're just skinned essentially because you've got a few different versions of them it's quite a fun challenging little game I didn't get I certainly didn't finish that one it got to the stage where the bridges would just collapse in the middle and you need to build like all the it's very geometrical and that kind of whole engineering way like how would you engineer the bridge to give mm. it that strength and structure and like hanging it and kind of supporting it from the ceiling and all that so definitely probably more a kind of physics well it's all kind of physics based I guess but it's far mm-hmm. more kind of around the kind of engineering aspects of the bridges rather than just the portal elements kind of yeah. tagged onto it yeah well, Valve, I'm sure you're listening. Just make a free, mate. Come on, sort it out. Please. Please. <laughs> um, the guys on Discord said about Portal 2, uh, Lewis said, an absolute classic. That was it. Um, Tyler said that he hasn't played it in about two years, but from what he can remember, it's a brilliant game. It takes a unique mechanic that has been used in so many intelligent ways to keep engaging and challenging players. Add the writing, which is phenomenal, and the general polish that Valve and specifically the team behind the Portal games are known for, and there's no surprise it's such a classic. Mm -hmm. Mark said that it's an all-time classic, builds on the original, gets you thinking. And Eamon said that Portal 2 is an absolute classic and would be a standout winner any other month. Such a unique concept, incredible writing, and a game with great replayability. Love it when a game makes you feel clever. Some great comments there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, Portal Two. Just um, yeah, just a really great game. And if there's anyone listening that hasn't played this, um, then it's definitely worth seeking it out. It's, it's it is quite cheap on physical these days, and uh, if you've got an Xbox then it, it is sitting on the Microsoft Store for £15, uh, which is where I bought it, and um, plays beautifully on, on my um, Xbox Series S. So yeah, uh, do yourself a favour and go and seek that one out. So the last game we need to talk about before we make a decision is my choice, my game that I got in, my only game that I'll ever get into Game Club. So uh, just on that front, it should win really, right? <laughs> it's uh, obviously, obviously, <laughs> it's uh, Pikuniku. Um, Luke, why don't you uh, start uh, us off on this one? Thanks. Uh, you're welcome. So, <laughs> so, uh, what can I say about this? It's ridiculous. I think that's that's probably the easiest easiest way to explain this game. So, um, I can't remember if you guys said what platforms it's on before, but you know, just to put it on perspective, at the moment on Switch, I think it's less than three quid. Mm-hmm. I think it's been low as about a pound before. Um, you just got to go and pick it up just for yeah. you know five to six hours of just stupidity. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a lovely simple kind of uh, simple kind of graphics two uh, D platformer that sees you going through and kind of helping helping people of a world kind of 
fight against uh, kind of your almost kind of poor man's Bond villain, I would say, you know, trying to take over the world with his volcano lair. Um, but you literally are in control of a blob with legs. Mm -hmm. um, and you just get to kick your way through things. And uh, the platforming compared to some other games, it's, it's annoyingly right in the way that there's lots of platform games where you will be, oh, it feels perfect. Like I'm, I'm in complete control. You never feel like you're in complete control of Piganigu because if you are the wrong way round after you've jumped, your legs are obviously in the air and you therefore don't get anything to kind of jump off again. Um, so you always kind of feel like it's it's not controllable in the right way. Um, but it's just a little platformer, like I say, five, five odd hours of just well-written, uh, you know, fun little platform problem solver uh, that I couldn't recommend more, I think. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned about the, uh, like the, the way the character walked was just funny. Um, the way that he just kind of barged people out of the way when you walked towards them was quite funny. Mm. Um, the way that in certain situations you could see his eyes widen, um, you know, the two little... Yeah. Was, was, as you were falling from the sky you just yeah. see his like eyes widen yeah, yeah. Uh, was was funny um the writing was funny it was just funny um but like you say it, it was so funny but with such great gaming elements mixed mm -hmm. in that the, the combination was great and i think it was telling quite a little important message as well with cutting down trees and um and all that kind of you know a bit more of a environmental yeah, side to it as well it, it, there's definitely a kind of um undertones of you know like we say that kind of bond villain that thinks he's making a better world and um you know the lure of i guess money although that you know you could literally play this whole game and and not take any of that in really couldn't you yeah. but mm -hmm. um but yeah there's definitely something there but yeah all the conversations between um that your character is a part of because it doesn't actually speak does it but um mm -hmm. Yeah, all the conversations it's, it's part of is just, you know, silly conversations that just, you know, make you want to carry on and, and, like I say, solve those pl puzzles and platforming and, um, you know, defeat defeat the bosses in weird and wonderful ways. Mm -hmm. um, Alex, how did you find this game? I think for me, Pikiniku was the, it was almost the ray of sunshine amongst some kind of more gloomy lot of games it was mm -hmm. it was that one that made you smile yeah. i mean probably the biggest compliment you can play to this game is it's exactly what you would expect from a devolver game mm -hmm. so yeah. a bit mad it's fun the gameplay is good um i just really enjoyed it it made me smile it made me laugh mm -hmm. um, much more than i thought it would when you seen this little blob with legs dangling off it <laughs> um and it and it is as you said the gameplay was perfect for the angle of the game you were never really feeling in control you're always kind of falling off the side of a tree or you were yeah. just not quite kicking the right bit but there was also there was enough in it for that kind of oh what's this going to do oh can I go mm. up there oh do I need to get down there I mean and there was quite varied characters in it and there was each of the different things you had to do just made you laugh it was like all the stupid hats 
Um, <laughs> kind of hats that then you could water the flowers which then grew for you to jump on or the ones that you had to draw the faces of. Um, I'll do this for just, Lewis. Pencil hat. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 and and that's the beautiful bit. So there, there is a a bit that I need to put into the WhatsApp group because uh, I thought to myself, well, I've I've played this before, and and you'd obviously tapped me up at that point, Jason, to come on mm-hmm. the podcast. I thought I don't need to play this again, and I was playing Hellblade, and I thought, you know what, I'll just just take a break from Hellblade because it's it's heavy going. Yeah. I'll just play this, and I literally didn't put it down until I completed it, <laughs> um, just because it's really stupid, and I need to put some photos in the WhatsApp because. There was a point where you have a yeah you have your little pencil hat and I think one of the little missions is you know drawing a scarecrow face um, yes. yeah. to keep the birds away mm-hmm. and uh, I just couldn't help myself so I've I've done I've I've drawn uh, pictural versions of uh, some of our TCP stickers that go into our WhatsApp group <laughs> so um, I think there's one technically my scarecrow is of one of Dan at the moment but um, so so yeah it's. Uh, I'll put, I'll put them in after, but uh, yes, please. <laughs> you can you can both you both see like my depressingly bad drawing skills. But um, <laughs> um, what I decided to do with twenty minutes of my time on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a great um, way of spending your time, Luke. Is it? Yeah, um, we've got no problems with that. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see those. That's going to be yeah. great. Um, I think one of the other things I quite liked about Pikiniku was that although it was silly and it was funny and everything else, they did kind of manage to bring in some varied gameplay into the game, yeah. uh, mm. which was uh, quite a nice surprise. And I think one of my favourite parts of the game was when you was on the pirate ship um, and you had to sail around the map and do different things on each island. Um, but I just loved that uh, captain. He was just quality. Just one of the keep him and take him home uh, you know it's just just because he was just so funny um was it was there a certain seg- segment in the game that you found you you preferred or was your favorite over the other bits i wouldn't have said there was a favorite section there was certainly bits of light to like the bit where you had to do like the dance off with the king um and the kind of disco yeah. section and there was just there was if you say there was so much variety but it was probably then one of the things that annoyed me about the game, not the variety of the, the gameplay, and, and I, I think I did say this in the, in the Discord, and you're all going to laugh at me because you'll say, no, Alex needs his achievements. But <laughs> you, you couldn't then, when you finish the game, go back and mop anything up. So, like, <laughs> see that thing um, in terms of that dance-off, so you had to get 100% to get an achievement. And if you may miss it, there's no then option to do it again. So even if once you're done and you can go back and you can roam around the environment and roam around the world, you can't reactivate that challenge, which I feel is a little bit of a, not so much even for the um, the achievement aspect of it, but they're the kind of fun parts of the game that you maybe would want to try and do again. Yeah. I think that's maybe a little bit of an oversight and not allowing you to replay those things. Maybe it is because it's quite a short game and you can just then go back and play through it again, much you will. Sure. Um, uh, that that's was less, bit for yeah. me. That's less of a concern, Alex, when you're playing it on the Switch because they have no achievements. Because yeah, that's you know, true. Nintendo <laughs> is Nintendo, right? But uh, but yeah, you're probably right that actually there's bits that you'd sit there and go, actually, I wouldn't mind doing that bit again. Um, but you don't get that opportunity. So I think there was a point where I first loaded the game up and it was um, so I was like, oh, okay, I can just roam around and maybe get a feel for how it was. But then I thought, oh no, I'll play it again. 
and it's like oh yeah you know you you're literally gonna have to start from scratch you don't get any choice and i think on switch it overwrites your save as well so you don't even get to like have multiple saves of the game mm-hmm. so it's a bit of a kind of oh okay well i'm gonna lose what i've done but as you say it's a short game you would literally you know whip through it in a saturday afternoon so you kind of don't feel like you've lost lost anything you know um that you wouldn't wouldn't care to lose but um but yeah i think being able to replay some of those bits would be good um because i certainly liked the boss battles i think they were quite good in the sense of they're all again just all that little bit silly so um i think the uh, boss on the beach is quite funny where you've literally got a standard platformer of you know you're you're up in the sky you know you're dodging the bullets and then you have to kind of go give it a bit of a kick and then it's kind of sucking water up through a straw and you literally have yeah. to put yourself <laughs> in, in the bottom of the straw to make the kind of the machine blow up a little bit and it's just simple stuff like that in the boss battles that I, I think I quite enjoyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, over on Discord, Lewis said that Pikiniku deserves to win Game Club. Such a charming game in such a good month. Here, here, Lewis. Completely agree. <laughs> Uh, Tyler said that it's a great short form and simple little game, perfect for families, can be played by anyone and had a smile on mine and my four-year-old's face all the way through. The music just makes you happy. The bright and simple colours are a change from so many modern games and the simplicity of the gameplay just makes it such an enjoyable experience. Um, I think I must just uh, say about Tyler really and, and like the, the things that he put on Discord about his experience playing this game with his family was just quite um quite a nice thing to read wasn't it yeah it was lovely uh, i think that's the thing that's really kind of stuck in my head with this game it was nice to hear those stories and it makes me look forward to the days when i'll be able to do that because it's mm. still a wee bit wee at the moment and he's yeah. a bit like do you want to come and see this You're like no nah. yeah um, but i think it, it kind of been nice once it happens but yeah. it's lovely to read those it was really really yeah it's quite touching um just to just to hear the stories that uh, or experiences that Tyler was having playing this game with his family. It was just really good. Uh, Mark said that Pikunuku is great fun, doesn't deserve to be fourth at all, but it was against super quality opposition. Any other month would have been a clear winner. Instead, it's going to be remembered alongside Gang Beasts. No, it's Never. not. Mm. Never. No, it's not. It's certainly not going to end that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eamon said that it's a nice little pal palette cleanser game fun and inoffensive lacks any real depth or complexity to be a game club winner that's his thoughts and ben chipped in and just said pick Niku for the win yeah, so, vote for it. yeah um yeah that is true um so a lot of love for pick Niku and um that makes it a winner in my in my heart so i know it's not going to win but uh you didn't. You never know. Don't don't write well, it off. Yes, don't write it off. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, that that's our games for September, and it was a it was a great month. Um, it was uh, the two games that you brought, Alex, were were banging, mate, and uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, and that Discord game uh, bonus game was also a pretty good pick. So um, we we now need to come. We're now at the point where we need to kind of make a choice guys um on what our favorite game of the month was and we'll enter uh, the game club hall of fame so let's make it a good one um 
Now, I've asked the guys on Discord to vote for what their favourite game of the month is, so we'll come to that at the end. It might be quite a, a helpful thing to, to make a choice, but um, shall we run through these games in order, or do we just want to shout out our game of the month for... How do we want to do it, guys? Shall we, shall we go from fourth to first? It's going to be quite difficult, um, but we may as well. I, th- I think, actually, as I've gone through, I've kind of got my order in my head, so... Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, well, let's start with our fourth choice then. And uh, Alex, why don't you start us off? Right, I'll start with the controversy then. My fourth choice is Hades. <sighs> oh, Lewis wow. is going to love <laughs> you. <laughs> it's just some Scotty solidarity here. That's what it is. Um, uh-huh. But it's the one I enjoyed the least. Okay. Uh, and all I can say is it doesn't deserve to be fourth either there's no way but I think Pikuniku just pipped it oh I'm, I'm now kind of skipped ahead but I think I get I think the stuff that we just spoke about about Pikuniku and the kind of stories and the buzz and the, that it generated in the chat just made it a bit more worldly for me over Hades and just my experience with it mm-hmm. okay so Hades is Alex's number four uh, do you agree Luke? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to put something forth that I don't think deserves to be fourth, but I haven't played it. So I can't really put Portal 2 ahead of anything, can I? No. Um, so I think it has going to have to be my number four, but I think potentially if I was to play it in the future, I'm sure that would change a lot. You've certainly uh, sold me into keeping an eye, Alex, in terms mm. of when and where I can pick it up but um but yeah I think I haven't played it it's got to go at the bottom for me mm-hmm. um fair, fair enough um if I was in your situation it's exactly the same thing I would do so um yeah portal two for Luke um I'm still making my mind up to be fair um like we say it's such a it's such a hard call in where to put some of these games and like you feel yeah. like you feel a bit bad by putting uh, some of them at the bottom of a pile because of their uh, quality and, and everything else that we said about them but um, I think oh, I think um, number four would have to be Hades as well for me Um, because I had the most, I think out of all of them, thinking about it, I had the, I was thinking I was a bit more negative about Hades than I was over any of the other games. Yeah. Um, I think where, where I said that when I went back to playing it this time around, I was, I didn't, just didn't feel the magic as much. Uh, and I feel like I have to compare this experience to the, the other experiences that I've had with the other games in the same time not not what I had last September when I first played the game um, so I think I walked away from playing Hades thinking that yeah it's still a great game and for all the many reasons but for me personally when I when I replayed it I just didn't feel the, the, the same magic and I just didn't feel as invested and I was just quite happy just to put it down and walk away and not really think about it afterwards so yeah, I think Hades would have to be my number four too. So uh, we're going to get some hate, I think, 
And it's... Yeah, I think we're going to get lunched. <laughs> I think we better make sure we lock our doors um, for, for a few weeks after this is released. Someone will be flying over to you, Jason. Will be <laughs> yeah. Burning your version of Tokyo yeah, Mirage yeah. Sessions. <laughs> well, luckily, I don't own that game, so... <laughs> I'll be burning my copy of Hades. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't I'm get me wrong, I love the game. I bought it. On, mm. I bought the physical version of the game. Um, I, I, I love the game and, and I love everything about it. I, I just have to compare it with the experiences I had with these games in this month. And for me, Hades yeah. was the was was the the least f- uh, favourite experience that I had with them. So, yeah. yeah, Hades would be my number four for those reasons. That's um, exactly the same as my reason. It was purely down to the experience. Yeah. Um, so our number three game, Alex, you've already um, yeah, I gave myself teased a us for on that one. Um, so well, pick an Yeah, pick an for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, but I, do, I, I feel really bad in these games. I feel like each of them deserves, each of them is deserving and probably 90% of the other ones would have won. Um, so it's such a shame that they've all ended up together, but it's been a great month for playing them. So yeah. That's yeah, the, definitely. The upside of it. Yeah. Um, so my number three would also be Pikiniku. Um, just because the other two games um, are just a much more stronger experience, which I'll get to when we talk about mm-hmm. them. So, um, yeah, again, like most ever, most of the community have said that Pikiniku is a great game and any other month uh, with with less strong games this would be um, hit at the top most for most mm-hmm. people I think but be- because it's in this month with Hellblade and Portal 2 um, it has to be number 3 for me unfortunately <laughs> sad times um, Luke what would be your number 3? Well so we don't need to dwell on my number 3 too much because I think you summed it up perfectly but I'm going to put Hades there because it's an amazing top quality game, but did I have the most fun? Was it the most novel game that I've come out of these three games? No, so it's it's hit my number three. Excellent. Okay, nice one. Um, so number two, so I think this is where it gets quite interesting, um, Alex. Where is number two for you? Hmm. I think number two for me is only just Hellblade. I, 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 I think of the, for all Hellblade did incredibly well, um, it just wasn't, I loved the game, I'm not, it, it was, it, but Portal 2 just was next level for me, and that's very, very close, but I think it would just be Hellblade number two. But what does... What what uh, is it? Just those slight negatives with Hellblade with the puzzles. It's not about the negatives. It's more just about. I think for me, I just enjoyed Portal Two that bit more. Okay. The, I, I wouldn't even say there was negatives in Hellblade that brought it down. I think it, it's almost first equal. If I'm completely honest, it's really difficult to choose between the two. But I think probably just the slightly lighter topic and the more humour in. Portal mm-hmm. 2 kind of um, for all it's you can't really compare the two games I, mean, I know we're no. having to compare them but they're really not comparable in the slightest sure um, but I think it's just that humour and um, the writing of Portal 2 that just edged it okay 
Cool. Luke? See, I feel like I'm one step behind both of you guys. So uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm putting Pikaniko as number two because I think it's that I I respect all of our fellow kind of Discordians in terms of, you know, in an in a any other month it'd win, but I don't think it's ever a game club winner. I think it's the game you'd always recommend to someone to say, oh, just just go and buy that. It's a it's a fun little game, you know, it's a fun little laugh. Um, so for for me, that hits the number two mark mark of being a just a just a fun um, as Amy would say that palate cleanser that you know good little enjoyment that um, is well worth picking up, especially for just a couple of quid. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so my number two... Um, so it all hangs on what you put as your number two then, doesn't it? It, it does. Um, and yeah, again, thinking back about what I've said tonight on the show, um, when I think about the two games and... It, it's really hard to to choose between them, and like I know they're two completely different games, but they but they bring they do bring so much to the video game industry and to yeah. and to mm-hmm. players, um, and the experiences that you get from them are so strong. Um, so although they're two completely different style genre games, they're still quite similar in in certain aspects. So it it does make it hard to choose between the two. Yet again, like I say, I think I've got to go back and think about the less favourable parts of the games and which game I've I had more issues with with certain things in the game. Uh, it's the only way I can think of of being able to choose between them. Um, and then when I think about when I talked about Hellblade, and I brought up the. The, the puzzles and the symbols and they I felt like they relied on them a bit too much um, and it made the game just maybe that slightly um, just that little bit more I've got to do this again um, to, to, to progress the story um, and then when I think about when I talked about Portal 2 the only the only the only negative thing I could think of that I said was that I didn't particularly like the big areas and I preferred mm-hmm. the smaller ones. I can't remember me saying anything, anything else about Portal 2 and anything that I didn't like about that game. I mean, it's such a weak, um, you know, a, a weak way of trying to choose between the two games. So I can't really think of anything, any other way of saying it. So I think I'm trying to just say that I think I would put Hellblade 2 because I had more issues with the puzzles. Um, and and they're just being quite similar throughout the game. Is that fair? Yeah. Well, it's your, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's your opinion, it's isn't it? It's got to be fair. Yeah, I'm just intrigued on what your opinion is on that. Um, but I think I think that's how I've got to do it. So I think I would put Hellblade two. Um, and then obviously my one would be Portal two. So um, Alex, you would obviously have Portal two as your number one. Yeah. And Luke, you would have. I would have had Hellblade as my number one. Yeah. So um, we're looking at the Discord vote. Um, the game with the highest amount of votes was Hades. Yeah, which uh, now is, is incredibly difficult because I mean we're not we're not counting anyone's half votes or anything like that. Don't worry, we're not going back to those dark days. <laughs> um, 
But for us to put it so, for each of us basically to rank it last, and I mean, I know you didn't actually look because it was just because you hadn't played Portal 2, yeah. but effectively each of us ranked that game bottom. Um, for it then to end up winning, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> it doesn't feel right, you're right, yeah, definitely, it doesn't feel right, but just with the calibre of the games in this month, um, yeah. it was going to happen with one of them, and it happened to Hades. Yeah. Um, but um, with the I'm way that disappointed, <laughs> a lot of people are going to be disappointed. But uh, with the way the votes are gone, that does make Portal Two our game of the month. So well done, Portal Two. Well done, Portal Two. A worthy winner, very worthy winner. Let me just recap on next month's games, which are starting very soon. Um, we had the delightful Laurie and. Sean Hughes from Ninty Fresh and Switch Player Magazines. And those two, I didn't manage to get a game in, surprisingly. Um, those two brought awesome games for us to play next month. And they are Streets of Rogue, What Remains of Edith Finch, Streets of Rage 4, and the bonus Discord game was decided, and that is Crown Trick. Um, guys, any, any one of those games sticking out for you to play next month? I think going back to Streets of Rage 4 after it's been tried to get in a few times, I mean, that's just a good game. I have played What Remains of You this Finch before, so I'm looking forward to coming back to that because it's quite a short game and a really impactful game. So mm -hmm. um, looking forward to that again. And I quite like the sounds of Streets of Rogue. Is that the one? Is it, is it like chicken nuggets or yes. something? That's the, yep, that's the currency, apparently. The currency in the yeah. game. And yeah. that does, it does sound like a, a fun game. And then yeah. Crown Trick... Well, Lena really sold that really well. She um, did. I think because, she really um, swayed the vote. Um, yeah, because Carrion was winning at the point and then she comes strolling into Discord and then puts this really strong case for Crown Trick and I think changed quite a few people's yeah, opinion, yeah. including my own. So, uh, yeah, she did She did a, She did. did quite a number on Lewis because his game was winning at the time, unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry, Ironically, mate. when you look at it, it's winning again, but just not at the right point in time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, I'm intrigued uh, with Grand Crown Trick. I think I'm just going to have a go at that one first and see how we get on. It'll um, be interesting to see how many people pick up Edith Finch again, because I know there's a few people that have already played it in our group. Yeah. Um, and it's it's an amazing game, but it, it'll be interesting to see if people, if that's the type of game people will want to go back to. Um, I'd, I'd like to think so. Uh, I quite I played this quite recently. Um, mm -hmm. I was really late to playing Edith Finch. And I only played it uh, late last year, I think. So it's still quite fresh in my in my brain. I mean, if there's time at the end of the month, maybe I'll, I'll pick it up and have another mm -hmm. another play. It's definitely a game that's that's worthy of a of a second playthrough. Yeah, it's, it definitely wouldn't be a chore to to do so. And um, maybe some of the other guys in the community feels the same way about it. Mm -hmm. But like you say, look, it will be interesting to to see how many do do that. Is there any other game that's sticking out for you, Luke? Or uh, so I didn't get into Street of Rage Four uh, mm -hmm. at the at the time of it coming out. So I think that's one for maybe me to pick up because I know obviously are they the same guys that have picked up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yes. Yes. Uh, Dot Emu. Um, that's the one. Yeah. So I think that might be the thing to kind of relive some uh, old nostalgia um, <laughs> and get kind of in the mood for that game when it comes out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a great it's a great Streets of Rage game and I was very happy, you know, when you first heard about them 
making a new Streets of Rage game, obviously with the calibre of the previous uh, games in the series, you, you obviously get slightly concerned if they're going to do it justice. But they um, they certainly did that, and more so with, with, with Streets of Rage 4, so I don't think you'll be disappointed. No. Well, that, that's it for, for the review pod for Game Club. So uh, thank you very much, guys, for, for joining me. It's been a pleasure, as always, to have you on. Mm-hmm. Especially for you, Luke. Um, Plur has been our first podcast together and uh, I've had a great time. So, uh, yeah, thank you, mate. Pleasure. If you would like people to find you on the um, internet, where can they go to do so? Uh, I think I'm on our lovely Discord, but I'm also on Twitter, uh, at Donkoop. Beautiful. And yourself, Alex? Um, On Twitter, at SSAlex. 984 and as Luke mentioned come to our discord so if you go to our lovely jazzed up new site at thecrossplayers.com you'll mm-hmm. find a link to the discord there and please come and chat with us yes we're a friendly bunch of people and we have lovely conversations about all sorts of things so yeah it'd be lovely to see you in there you can find me if you want to do so at gameadjacentuk on, on twitter please head on over to the playlist feed and you will find the launch episode where we reminisce about our favourite parts over the lifespan of Game Club. But on to bigger and better things, and the first playlist will be out on the 14th of October. Um, Also, don't forget to check out the Crosscast, where they deliver the latest news, pick up and plays, and is home of Mario and Smario. Mario and? Mario or Smario, should I say. Don't forget to check out our Patreon. And as Alex has already mentioned, please come and join the conversation on our Discord. Guys, would you like to say goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Um, All that's left for me to say was Pikiniku was robbed. See you later. (laughs) Bye-bye.